Welcome back, Explorers. I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast. The weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see just where we end up. So, David, this week, I brought this to you and said we needed to talk about this. Uh... To go ahead and jump into it, uh, I'm assuming the title will have something to do with the topic at hand. But we are going to be talking about the duel in Revenge of the Sith between uh, Mace Windu and Sidious. Now, David, don't get to what your opinion of it is, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but a little a week or so ago, I uh, posted a short. Uh, from our Chosen One podcast, I believe is what it was. And on it, I said that I believe, in the podcast, I said that I believe that Sidious threw the fight, essentially. People in the comments were talking all about that and saying, no, 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 that's stupid. Mace Windu obviously won, and um, yada, yada, yada. So, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to debate it. I wanted to actually come here with some facts and basically back up my opinion a little bit more. And then obviously me and David can debate if he's not on the same side as me. We can we can debate a little bit on this. Um, so that is what we are going to be doing today. Uh, now, that being said... I and David both are very much aware that George Lucas has said in interviews that Mace Windu won outright. But let's be honest here. George probably just said that just to let people stop asking him the questions. You know? Uh, and, and maybe Samuel Jackson was a little intimidating. You know, who knows? Um, but... We're not going to go off of what he said, because if your Lucas says, then yes, Mace Windu won the fight. Uh, today, I'm going to bring evidence uh, from the movies, um, from uh, lore, and like other things, just, just to kind of, you know, the creator can say one thing, but if all evidence points to another thing, you know, the creator's not infallible. So, we're going to throw out the fact that George Lucas said Mace Windu won. That's, that's, nobody at any point in time should say, but George Lucas said, shut up, nobody cares. We're not talking about that. Okay. So, that being said, I guess, David, I, I, have, a, I have a starting point for this, but I guess I should ask you, what is your opinion, so that we can hear your voice, what is your opinion of the Mace Windu Palpatine fight. I mean, I think I'm closer to more agreeing with you on this that the reason Mace Windu won that fight was because Palpatine threw it. Now we mm -hmm. can we can dive into this later on. Whether or not. You know, Mace Windu could have beat Palpatine even if you didn't throw the fight. But in that case, I think Palpatine did, just because of you know what the events that played out afterwards. 
Palpatine had mm-hmm. a plan for everything in the prequels. Yes. So what what I so for anyone who has up until this point is not sure if what if they want to keep listening to this podcast or is about to go comment down below saying something about uh we don't get people like this, but if anyone was like, hey, y'all are idiots, obviously, da 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 da. The three things that I want to look at, I have three different theories for what kind of happens, or three different explanations on how you can explain uh, the fight. And, um, you know, I, I, I agree with one, and if you're going to argue with me, use the other two, basically. Like, I can accept the other two, even if I don't necessarily agree with them. Like, if the other two are canon, I can I can fit those two in to what, what I see. So, the first one being, um, well, my mind's blank, and I forgot what that was. I had it on the tip of, I gotta figure out what this first one was. I had notes. I had some notes. Um... All right. David, at a certain point, you need to just not let me talk so much. I mean, that's kind of the way, like, when when we hang out a lot of times, that's kind of the way way it goes. Most times you do plus talking. So that this kind of reflects that. But that, that is true. That being said, you did most of the talking growing up, though. We flipped. Mm. You've gotten quieter. You've mm. gotten a lot quieter. Um. Okay. So I f- I remembered what what my first theory was. So I've heard this theory before, and I'm okay with it. So it's where uh, Alpatine legitimately lost the fight, right? Mace Windu beat him outright, but. Palpatine used his situation to his advantage, right? So in the movie, when you're watching the scene after Mace Windu has disarmed Palpatine and he's got him backed up and Anakin runs in, you can tell Palpatine starts playing on the act, you know, putting on that act, right? And And so I can accept, I can accept the fact that, hey, Palpatine legitimately lost and then Anakin runs in and he uses this whole situation to his advantage because of the manipulation that he's been doing with Anakin. And now he's like, hey, I can still win here because I can get Anakin to turn on Mace Windu. I can accept that theory. Or, I think that's kind of where uh, what George Lucas was saying. Yeah. And you know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. With With the evidence in the scene itself... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, um, my second... Okay, the, I say theories. As far as George Lucas is concerned, what I just said is, is probably canon. Okay? But what I'm about to say next probably fits the character of Palpatine a little bit better. So, I want to start this off by talking a little about Mace Windu, uh, specifically his fighting form of a pod, a pad, a pod, a pod, form seven. Form seven. Yeah. 
Okay. So, I have a Wikipedia article pulled up right here where I'm going to read through a very brief paragraph, couple paragraphs here, um, talking about the form. Uh, but in a general summary, Faypod is uh, basically where it takes your opponent's energy and aggression and like power and all that stuff and kind of pushes it back on them. So essentially, and this is why people argue that Mace did legitimately win, essentially the, the stronger Palpatine got or the harder he fought, the more he started to lose, basically, because it just reflected off of Mace Windu. Um, so, we'll talk a little bit about Vapod over here. Uh, and I'm sorry for... I, I, I feel like I'm butchering the, the pronunciation, but that's okay. We don't English too well. And let's be honest here, Star Wars English is even harder. So, is anyways. really um, you know what? You know we're not we're not getting back into the whole galactic basic conversation again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Um, but uh, anyways, we we can save that for a whole another time. I'm sure we can figure something out to say. But to, to start reading this, uh, the Soul Form Seven variant to have gained recognition by the Jedi Council Vapod was only created in the final decades. Of the Jedi Order. The key architect of Vapod was Jedi Master Mace Windu, who developed the form to address his weakness by controlling his inner darkness and channeling it into uh channeling it into worthy ends. I don't know if that registered, but excuse me. Uh <clears throat> for this purpose, he refined advances from the from the preceding centuries. Oh, wait. He refined advances from the preceding centuries and in the minds of some finally perfected Form 7 as a true lightsaber form in line with the tenets of the Jedi Code. An extremely difficult form of lightsaber combat, only a handful of Jedi trained uh, in Vapod before the uh, enactment of Order 66 and the destruction of the Jedi Order. Even Windu himself was wary of allowing others to study the form outside of his own Padawan, uh, Depa Balabe. Um, well aware of Balabe. the danger it... Say that again? Depa Balabe. Should I not say that? Oh, well. Uh, well aware of the danger it posed. Okay. Um, Practitioners of Vapod drew on their anger and passion, but never gave in to them. Compared with the other lightsaber forms, which direct, directed warriors to master their emotions, Vapod approach, Vapod's approach was dangerous. However, it was not as reckless as uh, Juyo's manner um, of employing unchecked aggression. So... I'm pronouncing this wrong, I would guarantee. Uh, J-U-Y-O is um, another Form 7 fighting style. And Vapod is, is... So there's two... These are two subsets of Form 7. Well, I think um, there's a... 
before when we talked about uh, the pod, they just said uh, it was a modified Form 7. So Yeah. So, um, but right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, when, when you look up, uh, FAPA or form seven on, um, Wikipedia, uh, it says form seven known by its two primary disciplines of Julio and VAPOD. Um, and so that's just the two, you know, it's the two subsets of, of, um, Seven. All right. So, uh, despite its refinement over uh, Julio, Vapai was Form Seven at its core when seen in battle. The Form Seven practitioners fought with controlled fury, laying about with the com- uh, combination of fierce ferocity, uh, rapid strikes, and powerful blows. Both variants of the form were as demanding physically as they were emotionally, and in some ways harked back to the direct kinetic sim- simplicity of Xin Chao. Um, so basically, in a lot of words, uh, the, the reason Form 7 was very, or Form 7, uh, Vapa was very hard to beat. Miss Windu was seen as one of the best duelists in the Jedi Order. Uh, it's even said, I think I, I was uh, listening to something the other day, it was that they were saying how, um, you know, we, we all know how good a duelist Count Dooku was, and then him and Mace were peers, uh, and they battled out for, you know, like went back and forth on who was the best. So, Mace is very good in his own right. Well, I will say that comparing Mace Windu to Count Dooku, Dooku was much more of a, like, that's almost like comparing, like, a traditional, like, you know, someone who's a who's proficient with a traditional broadsword with a fencer. Yeah. Like, you know, Count Dooku was, was, like, very elegant in his, uh, you know, saber discipline. Mace mm-hmm. Windu was more, more, uh, like, brute strength, hack and slash kind of a thing. But he was, you know, yeah. He was, he was well, very much, duelist, very much in the way that, you know, and this is a lot of the point is, is, you know, when talking about Vapod, is Form 7 is a very aggressive form. You know, I mean, that was stated in this. And, you know, I mean, Essentially, and this this goes back to uh, Mace having a purple lightsaber. He had to balance himself between the light side and the dark side, um, because he had to draw on that anger and rage. Like he had to, um, you know, like I said in the in the article there. Uh, when you're fighting with other forms as a Jedi, you want to control your emotion, but when you're fighting with a pod, you're you're supposed to like. You're indulging in the fight, like you're, 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 the anger, the emotion of it is like what's powering you through it, and you know that's one reason why. I mean, obviously, Mace was was the master of a pod. Um, he perfected it and, and was the master of the form. Um, and so, while Sidious obviously was a very good duelist, it's not like. Mace wasn't a good match for him. Now, 
I tried my best. I did listen to it, but I did not. I cannot find it because I really wish I could read it. Um, I was trying to find the novelization of the fight because it talks about some things in it that kind of help us see a little bit better the uh, thing. So, in this scene, uh, we witness when the when Jedi when the Jedi come in, it's uh, Kit Fisto. Um, it's not even no Kit Fisto's there. It's not East Pop, It's the other uh, Zabrak. We've talked about this before. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Oh, let's see. I can, I think pulled up right here. Why why am I why am I being stupid? All right, let me find it where they come in. All right, so okay, so we have, and I still haven't found it. Where where is this? All right. Okay. I keep saying uh, all right, like I have it. Get Fisto, uh, C ten. And, and Agent Kalor. Agent Kalor. Yeah, Agent Kalor. That's, that's the Zabrak. Just, like I said, the, <clears throat> throughout the prequels, there are two Zabraks that are mm. on the Jedi Council. Yifkoff and uh, Agent Kalor. I can never remember which one's which. <laughs> uh, nobody blames you. Um, but, anyways. So, uh, when all of them come in to confront the Chancellor, within seconds, um, Palpatine has killed three of them, and these are not just any old ordinary, you know, lightsaber wielders. No, these are Jedi Masters on the High Council. So these guys know their stuff, and Sidious just killed them within, like, all within like a second or so. You know, and later on, uh, there is a point where uh, in the novelization that when Anakin comes in. All he sees is a blue and um, a purple and red blur. Um, so, you know, obviously they're fighting pretty fast. So my thought with this all is. I, I think, that, yes, Palpatine knew what he was doing, but I think legitimately Mace disarmed him and took him to the ground. Now, that being said, I think Palpatine could have killed um, Mace Windu as fast as he killed all the other Jedi Masters. Because, again, I wish I had the actual reading in front of me, but there was a point in um, the uh, in the fight, in the novelization that they were talking about where, um, you know, Mace Windu is basically kind of fighting for his life. Like, all he can do is block. Because, one, he hasn't, you know, you have to get into Vapod. Like, when you're fighting in it, it's not like, you know, all of a sudden you're just doing You have to get into, the, like, I guess, to quote, the zone or whatever for it. So I think, personally, that if that, and with that being the case... He was toying with Mace Windu starting out, probably for the reason of Anakin coming. Uh, because, like you said, you know, 
Palpatine plans everything out. He had planned out basically the whole entire prequels. So I think that he sensed, you know, that if he went down this path, Anakin would show up. He might end up losing the fight, but Anakin would be able to do his part in terms of the dark side by killing Mace Windu, which is what he would want. Well, so. <clears throat> sorry, finish your point. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so. I feel like, you know, because I mean, you even think about it, he kills uh, Agent Clore and Stacey Tin, like, almost uh, immediately. Fisto blocks a couple of them and then gets killed. And then Mace and him go on for a little while. And in all honesty, even in the in the watching of the movie, it still looks like Palpatine, like, probably could have dropped Mace Windu pretty quickly. Hey, I'm not saying that Mace isn't a good fighter. I'm just saying that Sidious is a extremely powerful Sith Lord and that all it takes is one vulnerable moment. That's how he got the other Jedi Masters. So if he could have gotten Mace with one vulnerable moment, I think he probably could have killed all four of them pretty quickly, but chose not to because he wanted to fight dual Mace for a little bit longer, allowing Anakin to get there. So then Anakin could further fall to the dark side by killing Mace Windu. And you know what? I will... I will even give it to Mace Windu that he might be a better duelist than Palpatine. Because mm -hmm. Pal Palpatine yeah. didn't really care about using a lightsaber. But okay, jump ahead in Revenge of the Sith to Palpatine and Yoda's duel. It was a force battle. Yes. Palpatine, his force power way outmatched Mace Windu. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Close. Like I said, like, I'll, I'll give it to Mace, Win Mace Windu that he might be a better duelist, but at any moment like during that fight, Palpatine could have just unleashed all of his force power and just absolutely destroyed and, and that, And that's another thing. If he wanted to kill Mace Windu, I feel like he could have because of the force abilities that he had. But that being said, that's why I say that if Mace or, or if Palpatine wanted to, he could have dropped all four of those Jedi Masters almost instantaneously is because of the amount of force power that he had. I mean, how does he move so fast? Well, it's obviously the force. He could probably move faster than Mace could see, or at least react to. So, that's why I say that. Now, that being said, once they got into the fight, I think Mace legitimately beat Palpatine. I think he legitimately did. But, the whole thing was a plan, I feel like, personally, on Palpatine's part, so that he knew Anakin was coming. And once Anakin got there, he trusted that Anakin was going to um, turn and kill Mace Windu. Now, what would happen if Anakin didn't turn? Well, I will say that's a huge gamble on Palpatine's part, but I also feel like there's a point in the novelization where... Uh, so, okay. Mace Windu is very well known for Vapod. He's also very well known for his force ability called Shatterpoint, which is basically the ability to see the cracks in things. So that's why he's also a really good duelist, is because he can find the cracks and the, the, the holes in your fighting style, which is essentially what he did to be um, uh, Palpatine here. Um, so uh, in the way the novelization talks about it is... While they're fighting, he senses ahead to uh, uh, the end result of the fight, which or a end result of the fight, 
and then he traces it back and you know goes that route essentially well i feel like much in the same way Phidias probably did the same thing when he's planning out all these things because you know i mean when you foresee the future in star wars it doesn't always mean it's going to come true but if you play things out which Sidious was a master tactician if he knew how to get to it to the ends he would get there i was about to say too we already also already know that sidious was manipulating the jedi through the entire prequels mm -hmm. if if Mace was using the Force to predict Palpatine's moves, who's to say that uh, Palpatine wasn't influencing him during the fight to make it go away get that too. Yeah. Like I said, you, you, you can't just... Because it is a, you know, a duel, not a Force battle, or a lightsaber duel, mm -hmm. not really a Force battle. You know, like I said, I think Mace... Was probably or probably outmatch Palpatine, but Palpatine's force ability, just with all the things he could do, you can't, mm -hmm. you know. And also the fact that he had everything meticulously planned from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And see, that's why. Okay, so I would say within this theory that I have, I would say probably. The, the term throwing the fight isn't right because in all actuality I feel like once the fight got going Mace legitimately beat Palpatine like Palpatine didn't just throw his lightsaber out the window and then fall down I don't feel like that was the case I just feel like he allowed himself to get to the point to where he was bested by Mace Windu so Anakin would have have to make that split second decision and then he'd be solidified on the dark side pretty pretty you know like once you do that it's kind of hard going back you know mm -hmm. now the jump from that to killing kids is a pretty big leap but you know he made it well i mean go, go back and think about uh what we saw in tales of the jedi with um count dooku Yeah, you know, well, I'm killing. I know, I know, I know. You don't really like the way that they did that, but um, now, that aside, oh, go ahead. But yeah, him killing Gattle is what cemented his fall to the dark side. Now that aside, we do get a glimpse of him liking to kill kids in Episode Two when he says he didn't just kill the men, but the women and the children. So. Mm -hmm. But he, he, he doesn't see Tuscans as, as humans or living beings. Well, he treats them as animals. Okay. I was getting somewhere. I forgot that I can't just say humans because humans is not the right term for species in Star Wars. Uh, now, that was the most that I had to say about this. Um, outside of that, uh, the last theory is basically that Palpatine, like Mace wasn't in any way matched against Palpatine and Palpatine just legitimately threw the fight, which I don't think that's quite the case. I think Mace was a very good duelist. I think that, I mean, there's even a time where um, uh, apparently there was a time where 
May or uh, Sidious was a little scared that Mace Windu, not Mace Windu, Dooku, uh, was going to become too powerful for him, which might have been why he got rid of him. Um, but if if Dooku was too powerful or getting too powerful, I would suspect that probably Mace Windu was getting to that point too. Um, you know, and I mean, he may not have really liked the Jedi, but I feel like he probably was able to respect the power that Mace and Yoda both had. So, you know, I think they were formidable foes, but his planning is what allowed him to come out on top. Not necessarily, like you said, I think that he, you know, I think Mace was a better duelist. Because, I mean, you know, Sidious saw the lightsaber as a Jedi weapon. He saw it, like, the only reason he knew how to use a lightsaber, or not knew how to use a lightsaber, but he, like, used the lightsaber was to mock the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting you bring up the fact that uh, Dooku was, or uh, Sidious, you know, almost feared Dooku because of how powerful he was getting. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of because Dooku wasn't really that strong in the, in, well, in the dark side. You know, he, he didn't have the Sith eyes. He uh, really cared more about politics and yeah, dueling, you know, the, the lightsaber. Well, you know, and you think about it too, um, when it came to a one-on-one fight, you know, if Dooku was maybe to reach his full potential, he might have been a match for Sidious. But even outside of that, being a politician, I mean, that's what Palpatine was too, and that's why he was such a great manipulator. So mm-hmm. that could be a reason why he also feared Dooku was because he saw a lot of himself, even though Dooku was, well, at that point, Dooku was a lot older than him. I mean, Dooku was like 70, 80 years old by the time he died. Uh, even still. So, and, you know, Palpatine, I don't think, was that old. Um, probably 60s or 50s or 60s or something like that. But anyways, um, you know, he probably saw a lot of, like, himself in the way Dooku was, was treading because, you know, I mean, politician very strong in the force. I mean, you know, it could cause him to get manipulated. Um, but Anyways, I am concluding my argument. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, we, we already talked a lot about this, but you see, I think I don't know that I'm uh, as like you know, definitely uh, Sidious was in control of that the entire time. He definitely used the situation to his advantage. Whether or not you say Mace legitimately won the fight. Well, hands down, yes. But, like I said, I think... So, I think Sidious was actually trying... Or, or Popkin was actually trying in the fight with his, you know, like, the like, lightsaber dueling. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that he wasn't using his force power as much as his force powers, you know, he wasn't really trying. Yeah. Like, so you know, I feel like go, go back to the Yoda Palpatine duel, and you can see the way Palpatine fought when he was actually trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I think we've come to a conclusion uh, that may not satisfy everyone, but I feel like we come to a conclusion that you can have your cake and eat it too, you know, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I was talking with, uh, well, okay, I was watching some videos last, what's it? Yeah, last night. Um, and Sarah came in the room and we started talking about it a little bit. And she was like, you know, now I'm no Star Wars nerd. Like, I don't know that much about Star Wars. But from what I know or what I've seen, in watching the movies, she says, uh, um, it really looks like like you can see the act that Palpatine is putting on. So, obviously, that fits into a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here with no matter what really happened, Palpatine took advantage of the situation he was in, whether that was his plan or whether that was, you know, him just taking advantage of a, of a bad situation. Um, or an opening in a bad situation. But, you know, there's an obvious part of it where you can tell he is he is uh, acting. And I even feel like, um, I don't know if she was getting at this, but I even feel like when you've watched that whole entire scene, he's, like, he's not taking the fight seriously. You know? Like, you know, you can tell... Again, again, just like I said, there's there's an element to, to it that he's acting. Comparing it to when he's fighting Yoda, you can see when mm-hmm. he's actually trying, when he's actually like, you know, more evenly matched, and that that again, that again too. Yoda, is probably one of the most powerful Jedi, and he lost to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, Palpatine didn't, didn't end up killing him, but that's because Yoda ran. If Yoda hadn't, yeah. Palpatine would have. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that that is one thing is like, okay, so we've talked about it. And you know what? I think maybe later down the road, uh, we should talk about who we think, uh, based on whatever evidence, uh, we think the most powerful Sith Lord ever was. Or maybe like a top five list. Um, but that being said, because a lot of times when we look at legends, uh, it seems like a lot of these people are just so much more powerful than the characters that we know in the movies. It seems like, you know, you look at Palpatine and think, well, maybe I was powerful. But Palpatine was like Sidious was crazy powerful. Like, I mean, he, he was. You know, he could have. I feel like he probably could hold his own pretty well with some of the the ancient okay. Sith lords. You know, I mean, obviously some yeah, things I, were lost in time, but for I mean, he was the peak of the Bane era. I mean, that is even aside. I will give that is one thing I will give credit for to the or credit to for the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. The Everything else about that whole scene is corny, but the sheer amount of power that Palpatine plays when he's like, you know, the lightning storm just goes yeah. to show how powerful Palpatine is. Yeah. Um, and that is a decrepit, cloned body. You know, yeah. imagine 
what he could do if he, you know. Like, Palpatine's one of those that the galaxy is lucky um, that he didn't discover how to live forever within his own body. Like, lucky that he didn't become the next Dark Vitiate, because if he was, you know, if Sidious became what Darth, I'm pretty sure Darth Vicious is the one I'm thinking of, um, but if he became what he became and lived for thousands of years, the galaxy would never be able to come out of his grasp. Like, once he had it, I mean, the only reason he lost was because he was so focused on killing Luke that, and, and not even thinking that there was even a chance that Vader could portray him. And then Vader did. The thing that he got, he got blindsided, you know. Um, and that's the only reason he got beat. So, he, he was stupid powerful. Stupidly powerful. The galaxy's also lucky that he never went on a, um, you know, Darth Vader rampage, like, in, uh, episode three. Because yeah. Palpatine who stormed the Jedi Temple? He could have done it alone. <laughs> That'd be cool to see. Um... I don't know if you've watched. You, we need a Star Wars what if. We really do. We really do. Um. Uh. Have you watched? Have you watched much of Star Wars theories? Um. Like, what if videos, where he takes a scenario and says, "Well, what if?" Oh, no, I'm explaining. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, for those who don't know, it's what if. So it's basically like, okay, well, what if Anakin did turn to the dark side? <clears throat> and then he follows out that path. And and, and and to best of his knowledge, because I mean, he's consumed a lot of Star Wars media. Um, he's the biggest Star Wars or Star Wars YouTuber on the platform. So obviously he's he knows his stuff. Um, but he'll you know, he'll write a story off of what he thinks the characters would do if they didn't make a cho choice here or there. Well, there's one, and it, it actually pertains to what if Luke, or what if Luke, no, like, what if Anakin didn't turn to the dark side? Um, and I think the way it plays out is essentially what if Obi-Wan was able to convince uh, Anakin to turn back to the light after, um, like, during their fight on Mustafar. So, essentially... The way it all plays out is they go, they get back to Coruscant, um, Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, and they go to the, the um, counselor chambers uh, or wherever um, where Yoda and Palpatine are already fighting, Senate chambers. They go to where they're fighting. Um, and I'm thinking I'm thinking of the right fight. Anyways, in the end, uh, Anakin ends up unlocking his true potential or whatever as the chosen one and is able to defeat Sidious. But there's one video I'm thinking of somewhere where like Sidious shoots out lightning and just evaporates. I don't know if it's Obi-Wan or someone. He just like completely evaporates him with how powerful his lightning is. 
And uh, there's a point where he's talking about writing that story. And apparently there's a comic somewhere where he does that. So, you know, it's like he's not completely just out of ran uh, out of nowhere pulling this to, to, to into a story. But it's like that just there's just some there are some crazy comics out there, I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. How powerful Sidious is. And I do believe that if he wanted to, he probably could do that to some high level Jedi masters, you know, again, catching them off guard. Um, but. Yeah, he uh, he's a pretty bad dude. Uh, I don't really have much more to say on that topic, David. I don't know if you have any final thoughts on the duel. We need a Darth Sidious hallway scene. You know, we, we got That'd our Vader, cool. we got our Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. We got our Maul hallway scene in Season Seven of the Clone Wars. We need a Darth Sidious hallway scene. That would be cool. Mm. I mean, it'd be very, very short. It was, but it'd be cool. Just, a, just a long hallway. Okay, okay. <laughs> long hallway with like, <laughs> let's be honest here. I was gonna say a long hallway with a bunch of uh, people in it, but if that was the case, then it'd basically be what um, Captain Sauce does when he puts Zeus against a bunch of hobbits. In tabs. And tabs, yeah. <laughs> so you know, just sends a shockwave right through all of them. They drop. Uh, that'd be that'd still be fun. Uh, I will say, as far as that goes, one of the coolest moments with Sidious is when he bull fights, um, Saz, Saz, um, Saz or Maul in a press. And Savage so press, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I saw his ventures, and I was like, "That's not right." And then, then that was just on the mind, and I was trying to, yeah. But that duel, that duel is like peak cinema. That season a... five, five, right? Five, right? Isn't that when he does the Mandalorian takeover in season five? I think so. And I think season six season is four, when season four is the um the Death Watch stuff. Yeah, I think season five. And then and season five is involved in both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I believe I I I'm not saying this is true, so I could be very very wrong on this. But I believe that was the last scene that the actor who voiced Palpatine in the Clone Wars did before he passed away. Like they wrapped up with that, and then after that, E. McDermott did the rest of it. Um, they got him to do it, I think. Uh, that might be it. But, anyways, either way, that's a really great fight. Yeah. So, uh, now I do want to. I do want to address this. I do want to address this. I am in no way, shape, or form hating on Mace Windu. Uh, we'll have to talk about him at some point. Mace is an extremely powerful Jedi. Um, but Sidious was just crazy. And a master planner. Just everything. Um, now, I also think, question, uh, Dave. I also think Mace Windu is a little bit overhyped by the fan base. 
Yeah. Question, David. So, Mace was planning on killing Palpatine. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's not the question. That was a statement. Okay. So, Mace was planning on killing Palpatine. That's why he swung his lightsaber and got a hand chopped off. Do you think that Mace was doing that because he would be destroying the Sith and therefore that would make him the chosen one? A little bit of pride. Oh yeah, because there's that uh, like legend saying about where Mace thought he was the chosen one. And that's yeah. why he didn't like Anakin. Mm -hmm. So, If you go off of you, that, then yes. If you think about it, his first thing was you're going to be taken in. We're, we're, you're under arrest. We're going to put you in prison and all yada yada. And he's like, oh, he's too dangerous. As soon as Anakin walks in, He's like, oh, your teeth too dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, that is after he gets zapped with lightning. Well, not zapped, but Sidious tries to zap him with lightning. Um, but you know, that's a thought that I just had that I feel like fits pretty well. I mean, within that whole... What, what, would have, what would have happened, though, if Mace hadn't tried to kill Palpatine and actually had tried to arrest him? Would Anakin have... Are we killed... talking as Anakin still turns? Yeah. Would Anakin still turn, or would... Or would hmm. Anakin have helped, have helped take... Or have helped Mace take... Uh, or arrest Palpatine? Well, you know what? This goes back again to Palpatine's manipulation. Why was Palpatine able to basically sneak up underneath the Jedi's noses for long and hide and manipulate things? Is because of the pride of the Jedi. Well, why would he count on Mace? Uh, why would he count on Anakin turning? Well, it's because Mace would probably try and kill him, and Anakin needs him. Why would Anakin, uh, Mace try and kill him? It was because of his pride. And making him the chosen one. You know. That may not be the full thought out logic, but I feel like I mean, a lot of it probably pride, goes back to I'm Mace's saying, pride. But I'm just saying, what if? So, I know. I'm, I'm avoiding the question. Do you understand oh, okay. that? <laughs> I don't know. No, what, what would because then Palpatine would be available for Anakin to talk to in some capacity, maybe. Um, but you know, that being said, uh, being a Sith Lord was not illegal, like practicing the dark side was not illegal within the government, in fact. So well, it probably, he probably still would have gotten uh, charged on orchestrating the whole war. You'd have to have evidence of that, which I would guarantee sure. you that Palpatine would have not. That wouldn't be non-existent. So there's no nothing wrong with being a Sith Lord, okay? Legally, sure. legally. So for all intents and purposes, the Jedi did commit treason, which again 
the manipulation. Palpatine's a genius. He because the like everything was traced back to the separatist leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were, and they were on Mustafar at the time. And they probably and they wouldn't know. I mean, Dooku might, but at this point in time, Dooku's dead. But they wouldn't know that Palpatine was Sidious. He didn't reveal his identity to them. Mm. So they wouldn't know who he was. Now, if they found out he was a Sith Lord, but they can't just say, oh, we were under uh, orders from a Sith Lord. And Sidious could be like, you can't prove it's the same, same Sith Lord. Um, so that being said, like, and, and in the fight, who draws the first sword? It's the Jedi. Mm. You know, so he's right when he says it's treason then, because they are attacking him. Also, now, can we just talk about the fact how, like, yes, there was four, like, like highly trained Jedi Masters, but how dumb their plan was. <laughs> Did they have a plan? Just walk in there and try to murder the Chancellor? Well, I think they were hoping he'd come under, uh, come peacefully. Well, I guess I knew still... that wasn't going to happen. Well, I think they also were thinking of the fact that I mean, when you look at it at this point in time, okay, I guess they had dealt with Dooku some, but they had never really fought a Sith Lord. No. So, they probably thought, alright, if four of us fought Dooku, we'd probably win. If the four of us only, fought Grievous, at, at, Grievous at probably point, run away. At this point, the only Jedi who have had any experience fighting a Sith who was still alive is Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, and he's on uh, uh, Mustafar Udapau. fighting. Wait, no, Udapau. never mind. He's not Mustafar at this point. Udapau. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, I also came across an interesting thing. Um, so apparently, uh, General Grievous had an ability. Similar to like Taskmaster Master from uh, DC, no, that's Marvel. Marvel Comics, where yeah. uh, so Taskmaster, much in the way I feel like Deathstroke's able to, can copy your moves. Now, obviously, it's a much more like like if you're fighting Taskmaster, he will basically one for one fight you, like move mm -hmm. to move, and he knows your moves. That's instantly in a fight. Grievous wasn't that quick, from what I've heard. Uh, but he was able to kind of start mimicking some of your fighting styles. And so uh, there's a point where Mace Windu fights Grievous, and he starts to see Grievous pick up on Vapod, and uh, decides that he never wants to fight um, Grievous again because he doesn't want him learning Vapod. Um, and that's a uh, reason as to why they uh, sent Obi-Wan to deal with uh, Grievous instead of Mace going. Interesting. I don't have a source for that. I heard it on... I don't even remember where I heard it. I heard it somewhere. Um, oh. On a video. On a Star Wars video, I heard it. I don't know what their source was. But uh, if that is true, that's kind of cool. Mm. Here's another thing that I think would actually be kind of cool to see in like... Uh, um, like 
Tales of the Jedi-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a... I'm not sure if it's actually canon or legends, but basically, Grievous was at the Battle of Geonosis. He was just down in the tunnels. Yes. Okay, imagine like a Tales of the Jedi type episode, like 22 minutes of like a few Jedi going down in the tunnels in Geonosis and having it basically like a horror movie being tracked down and killed by Grievous one by one. Dang. Now that I thought really I thought cool. Legends at least, I thought Grievous was in some kind of a ship above or something because I remember hearing something it may not it can still work, even if that's not the case. I remember hearing something about how he like watched Kenobi and was impressed at the reflexes uh, that he had and like how fast he was able to deflect you know, master fire and all that. Well, and the, what I'm going off of is I, the story I heard is that he was in the tunnels and his first Jedi kill was at the battle because one, one of the Jedi had ventured into the tunnels and he killed, killed them. I'm not saying you're wrong. But and I might be thinking also, of the same story. But then again, there could also be multiple different versions of the same thing. <laughs> That's very it's true, Star too. Wars, it's Star Wars Legends. There's no telling what, yeah. what all, you know. Yeah. Very true, very true, very true. Um, well, how long have we been talking about this? Uh, 50, call 52 minutes. Any final remarks, David? No. Well, I'm 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 about out of things to to say on this matter. I mean, I laid my case out in like honestly, probably ten minutes. I'm a long-winded speaker, but you know, yeah, it's a podcast. Someone's got to talk. <laughs> We, we ought to do that. We ought to just have a, a podcast episode that's just, you know, three hours of silence with the occasional cricket chirping. Uh-huh. Well, you can do that. I will not be a part of it, obviously, because I won't be on it. Um, And, uh, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, David, are you ready to go ahead and jump into a what's new with you? Uh, I can if you want. I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything else to say, so I figured that's where we can go next. Okay. Yeah, we can go ahead and jump into what's new with you. What's new? 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 Yeah. Don't say it. I'm not going to because. Then you'll ask me, so. Well, David, I'm going to ask you anyways. What's new with you? Uh, what is new with me? I need to actually start doing stuff so that I can talk about stuff. Dude, same. Uh, have you watched a movie called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, that is a hilarious movie. It's a great movie. Well, me and Sarah watched that last night. And, uh, it's not really on brand for, well, 
if we get back to what we were doing at any point in time, uh, talking about movies, random movies, um, maybe one day we should break down that movie. Uh, because, so, as you probably know, uh, that movie is loosely based. And uh, so, after yeah. watching the, the movie, uh, me and Sarah went on YouTube, and we were like, you know, throughout the movie, Sarah, knowing more about literature than I do, uh, was pointing out different points of, oh, this might be what the this is supposed to represent from the Odyssey, this, this, and this. And so, um, and I think she was looking up some things on Reddit for things that maybe she couldn't write off. Um, but that being said, we looked on YouTube to try and find if anyone had a breakdown of the movie and the comparisons it had to the Odyssey. We found one good video. And I feel like there are points in it that probably could have done been done better. So, uh, you know, it's not a it's not an extremely popular movie. Like it has George Clooney in it, but that doesn't, you know, not every single one of his movies is world famous. So, um, but if you haven't seen the movie, which knowing our audience, you probably have. But if you haven't, don't give it a watch. It's a great movie. Um, and uh, yeah. It's 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 really really funny. It's uh, it's really funny. And it has George Clooney in it. So I mean, you know, if you love him, if you don't love him, then uh, did I said that? And it's actually got a pretty good country song in it too. Oh yeah, well it won a uh, it won a uh, best original uh, song or whatever for that uh, or something for that movie. Because that, and, that and, song and, is actually is really good. Oh yeah. Uh, for all in all honesty, you could have heard the song and not know anything about the movie. Uh, the video that we found last night that was actually watchable, um, the guy on the video said that he had heard the song and loved the song before he even knew anything about the movie. Um, so it, it's Soggy it's a pretty good boy. song. Soggy bottom boys, yeah, <laughs> sounds weird, but. David, do you have a life? No. Do you? Uh, no. Have you seen, though, um, the new game that's come out recently? I saw a thing on Instagram the other day, and, and then it got me down the rabbit trail. Ching, uh, not ching, plug, I don't know, whatever. Down the rabbit trail of uh Looking into it, have you seen the new game that's come out uh, called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League or something like that? Yes, I've seen a lot about that. I'm not sure quite yeah. how I feel about it because it's so it's a tell me what you know about it. It's a continuation of the Arkham franchise, so it's yeah, Bat Batman, and actually mm -hmm. the last thing that Kevin Conroy. Ever voiced Batman in? Wait, he voiced it in this? I think so, yeah. Didn't he pass away? Have How long have they been working on this? I think this was like, I heard something say his last. Uh... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that didn't he die in like 2017 or was it 19? It was 2020. It was 2020. Oh, it was 2020? 
Okay, well, then they could have been working on it for a while. I mean, these games do take a long time to make. And you think about it, go ahead and get the voice lines for it. He probably could have. I mean, I see, when I look it up, his picture's right here, so you're probably right. Uh, um, cast here. But, so, uh, most, most of the comments that I've seen, and I, I only watched uh, one trailer for it, um, was all I was able to watch, because uh, I forgot about it, and then I saw something about it today, and I wanted to talk about it um, briefly. But, uh, it it didn't have the part with Batman. What I saw on Instagram was the death scene for Batman, and all the comments were saying the you know that basically the Arkham Batman would completely obliterate every single person that was there. <laughs> you know, like no way he's getting killed this this easily. Which apparently, from what I'd seen, something to do with Scarecrow, and there were some toxins. So that's why they are able to beat him. Um, but well, because like from I what get... I from what I know about the story, it's something to do with like Brainy. I think Brainiac is like the main villain or something. Mm -hmm. He's like mind controlling the Flash in certain parts. Of it. I, I know that, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the Suicide Squad kills Batman is one of the first ones because they use his contingencies for the Justice League to kill off the rest of them. Mm. Which have you seen those uh those which, like okay. jokes or comments? But but let's say if you're the Suicide Squad and you're going after the Justice League, Batman is the last for one you want to go after because well actually maybe you should go after him first so he doesn't know you're coming, but I feel like uh Batman is very much the Dwight of the Justice League, where it's like, well, what if, or what, what if you're dead? It's like, well, you've been long dead, because <laughs> most of the time he's probably going to be the last one to uh, to go down. But uh, you know, okay, I don't know what they were going for here, you know, because this is his last role playing it, and he's a very iconic voice for Batman, um, and this is his last role. And they're killing him off. Are they going for it in a way of somewhat respect because his character can no longer move on? I feel like the best respect would have been if they just didn't you go move the story on. Um, but it did make me think, uh, and we'll get back to the game in a little bit. Um, but it did make me think, so a couple weeks ago, um I went over and me, my dad, and Papa watched um, The Shootist, um, John Wayne's last film. Very good movie. Not as, not as typical action movie, uh, not as action as, as you would think, but his last film. Now, Papo said that apparently that movie was not originally meant for him. But he obviously ended up taking the role. Um, and in it, the character dies. He's supposed to be this famous gunslinger, uh, and in the end, he ends up getting killed. Uh, he has like some cancer or whatever, and uh, he wants to go out in a blaze of glory, basically, and he does. Uh, and it's interesting because 
if, if what Papo said was true, which, you know, I have no reason to doubt him. Um, I didn't look anything up, but I have no reason to doubt him. Uh, if what he said is true about this originally not being written for John Wayne, it's extremely, I don't know if fitting is the right word, but, you know, like John poetic. Wayne died from cancer and poetic, I guess, but he, he died from cancer and he died in his last film, you know. So, like, were they kind of going for something similar here in this, where they were like, let's go ahead and, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think, well, what did he die of? Did, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Kevin something, what's his name? Kevin Conroy. Uh, Conroy, did, did, did he die of, like, some cancer? Was he, was he sick? I mean, obviously, they could have just done it anyways, but... But okay, my thing with this game is what like why couldn't they have just done a Justice League game? Well, because okay, you, you've seen the growth in this, and it's been something that's been do- happening over the past couple of years. Superheroes are starting to go out of style, and the villains are what's coming into style. You know. <laughs> It's a trend. He died in twenty two. Okay, so much much more recent. I I didn't realize. I I remember seeing him, but okay, but it's been a long past couple of years. You can't (laughs) blur. No, no, no. It's it's who boy. Yeah, that's that's why it seems so much uh, further. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. Um. Also, did you? It was cancer, so they might have known. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, why? Why do this? Because you know you're going to outrage the fans. I'm not even the biggest fan of the Arkham games, being that I haven't played them. Not that I don't wouldn't like them, but everything I've seen about them, they look really cool, and I want to play them. I'm really bad about playing through storyline games, so because uh, I have started the first Arkham. That's about it. So, again, not that it wasn't good. I just haven't had time. But um, did you see a thing about uh, King Shark getting Green Lantern's ring? Yeah, I saw. I saw that cutscene. I've I've yeah. seen most of the cut, most of the big cutscenes in the game already. Yeah, I mean, if if you've seen anything about the game, usually it's going to be all the different things for it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not even saying there's a problem with them making a Suicide Squad game. I mean, it's not like the Suicide Squad are the most popular IP you have out there, because you know. Well, I don't know what the there was what Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad, right? Something like that. And Birds there are two of them, right? And then Birds of so it's like you know, you have those movies, but none of them did tremendously well. So, you know, I mean, I think you got a lot of a high fan base for like Harley Quinn, but just make a Harley Quinn and Joker game. I mean, Joker's huge. So you can even make a Harley Quinn game. I mean, fans would eat that. But don't kill off. Don't kill off. Especially since, especially since this isn't even set in like an alternate universe thing. It's set in a universe that has been pre-established, I said, this and now you're just basically 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so you're basically saying, hey, when you're playing the Arkham games, this is how it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and make its own, like, even if the animation style is similar or the same, just don't make it the same universe, you know? I mean, DC's already got a bunch of other crappy games. So does Marvel. So, you know, why not just make them all... <laughs> Lump them all together, exactly. But I mean, this is like an apocalyptic. From anything I saw, like it's an apocalyptic, you know, future. Like, from, from what, like everything from what is saw, destroyed. From what I saw, it's like doomsday's or not doomsday. Uh, Brainiac is like trying to take over the world, and I, I don't even know what the full full story is, but yeah, well. I don't know if they show it, because all I saw of the cutscene with Batman dying was Harley pointing the gun at him. But you can't shoot Batman in the head. Not unless the bullet's going to bounce off. Can't blow his brains out. That's like, that's like comic book Batman 101. Yeah, it's. I don't. Re- I do still need to play some of the Arkham games, but I don't. I don't have any interest in playing this. Like I, I wouldn't mind at some point maybe watching a brief summary of it so I know what happens. But yeah, I don't want to sit and. I, don't know, I mean, not not saying it wouldn't be a good game. It's just like you don't want to sit there and watch all. Like, okay, Batman is one of the coolest superheroes out there. I mean, you you look at it, like, okay, all of DC is overpowered. Hands down, DC is overpowered. Okay? Which, because DC is overpowered, it kind of balances itself out. It it does. Because both the heroes and the villains are, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, That being said, like, you know, Batman is essentially a man fighting amongst gods, and he's still the scariest guy in the room. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's been stories, like comic book stories, about like apocalyptic things in the DC universe. And like, Batman's one of the last ones to die if he does die. You know, mm-hmm. like, this man is no man. Okay, okay, okay. Like we were talking about with the uh, Palpatine, you know, having, you know, everything planned out. So does Batman. He's got everything planned out. Yeah. Have you seen the like, uh like, the, like, like, if, if, like if you go toe to toe with Batman, you're playing a game of forty chess in which you're already thirty moves behind. He's already checkmated you. Like you know, <laughs> you're you're playing a game of uh forty chess that you think well, you're playing a game that you think is forty chess when in reality it's more five D. And yeah, he's about ten moves ahead of you. <laughs> Well, um, well, probably, probably more what it is is uh, he's playing forty chess, you're playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're over there. You're over there playing uh, Lincoln Logs or something. <laughs> um, so have you seen those? Th- I think it's. I think it's actually in one of the um, Justice League animated show things where it comes out that uh, Batman has a contingency plan for everyone. But I've seen like it in like a in like a comic, like a joke jokey hand drawn thing. But uh, have you seen anything where it's like um 
you know, you have all these contingency plans. It's like, do you have one for yourself? He's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, can we see it? He's like, yeah, sure. And he it to him, and they open it up, and uh, it says, uh, run. So it's like, what's your contingency plan if Batman turns to the to to the dark side to to evil? Uh, yeah, well, nothing. We're gonna we're gonna run. It's like, cause you think about it, if he has contingency plans for everyone else, and then he flips sides, he's using those, and you're dead. If Batman turns to the dark side, he's already on the dark side. He's the Dark Knight. Get with it. I was I was born in the dark. <laughs> oh. You merely adopted the dark side. You've seen the dark. You've seen the Batman Darth Vader fight, right? Yeah. Aren't there two outcomes for that? That that was one of the ones where uh, was it? It's the Bat and Sun. Uh, like it was like fan voted. Yeah. Wasn't there two outcomes? That, that was one of the ones where like the so normally when they do those, it's fan voted, and whoever gets the most votes wins. But that one was mm. very close. So they had they did the main one where, and then they did the alternate. I think the alternate is the one where Batman wins, and the main one's where Darth Vader wins. I don't know. Those were good though. Yeah, they are. They are. Those are very good. And in all honesty, yeah, it's probably about a fifty-fifty chance that that Batman wins. Hmm. Well, in those, the uh, Superman had been captured by the Empire, so I don't know how that they managed that. But yeah, but I mean, you know, Batman's better than Superman. Sure. Oh, uh, so I saw a I saw a thing the other day, and it was um, it was uh, Chuck Norris and Superman um were were going to fight, and uh, the loser had to wear their underwear outside their pants. Uh, gotta, lo- gotta love Chuck Norris jokes. I was say those. There's, there's. I have a. Well, I may not have it. Someone in our family had a book of like a whole book. It was a Chuck Norris book, like an autobiography. But the whole thing for each chapter, it had a Chuck Norris joke at the top of it. And I used to love reading through those things because they were hilarious. And the thing too is like, yeah. like. I love Chuck Norris, but like his uh, if you've ever watched any of his action movies, yeah, he can't act. It was well, he can't act, but also it was the seventies, so true, true. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing he got where he. I mean, I love him; he's great. And uh, you hear the heard the joke where it's um, Chuck Norris got bit by a rattlesnake, and after uh. Days of excruciating pain, the rattlesnake died. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. Like, where where did all these things come from? You know, like, in all honesty, like you said, like watching some of his older movies or shows, it's like, how did he get to where he's at? You know, <laughs> Chuck Norris uppercut a horse. That's how giraffes were born. <laughs> uh, or uh, or uh, Chuck Norris. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said it first. Uh, yeah, Chuck Norris built the hospital he was born in. Uh, when uh, Chuck Norris does a push-up, he doesn't push up. He pushes the world down. 
after Chernoff was born, he drove his mom and dad home. Yep. When uh, Chuck Norris uh, was born, uh, he slapped the doctor. Let's <laughs> oh. make a podcast of dad jokes and have a Chuck Norris edition. <laughs> we'll make just the whole podcast just us dad jokes back and forth. That'd be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. Oh, David, I'm trying to... Funny, corny, or just sad. Oh, with us, it'd be sad. For sure. For sure, it'd be sad. Well, I mean, Uh, this whole podcast, we've been how sad. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we are are, uh, making some waves. Uh, Well, not really, but we're getting somewhere. I think Maybe. we are. Let's see where. Well, let me pull this up. We are. That's over four hundred. What four hundred fifty-five subscribers? And uh, well, most of them don't watch these videos. But for those of you who do, we appreciate it. Um, and well, we apologize for listening to us ramble. For you. Listen, I mean, you do it yourself. You do it to yourself, you know? No apologizing here. Well, I think rambling is what this entire podcast is. Yeah, I, I, in all honesty, the, the, this podcast, like the beginning of this pod, this specific episode, uh, was probably the most constructed that has been in a while. I actually did some homework. Not much. But some. I had an argument this time. I, I had a I had something to prove. David, I'm we, trying we to need, think we need to find something that we actually disagree on in Star Wars. That way we can actually do a formal debate. I really I said, you know, I was thinking we might have disagreed today, and then we didn't. So mm-hmm. I was I was thinking maybe, but then again, I should have known. Because, um, we, we probably would have gotten into you didn't. It in that scene where, where, uh, where, where you know, the, the, the clip you clipped uh, short, we probably would have gotten into it then. If, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I, I should have thought about it then uh, that we didn't talk about it much there because you kind of agreed with me, but sometimes you just don't really say much, so you know. See, David, I don't talk that much throughout the day. And I don't know if you do either. Uh, but see, I, I build it all up so that when I come on here, I just can't shut up. You're supposed to do the same thing, and then we can figure out who talks. Well, I mean, the problem with that is we'll just be talking to each other the whole time. Well, no, no, no. That's why I said we figure out who talks. So we, we go take turns. But but then when when you're it's your turn to talk, you have something to say. Well, I do say things when I have something to say. I know, but you don't talk that often. Okay, so you need to figure out more. Not a whole lot going on up here. Now you got two bills. They're both fighting for control, and neither one are doing anything. <laughs> 
Honestly, it'd be, you'd be smarter if one brain cell killed the other. There'd be less distractions. Oh. Dude, I say all this knowing that I'm probably the dumber of the two. So, Not of the two brain cells, of us two. Well, I'm also in school. <laughs> in school, you know. So, by the time we actually get to recording this, my brain is fried, so... I mean, you know, I, I feel the same way. We we go through a whole entire day before doing this stuff, so, I mean, mm. you know. But then again, if we did it at the beginning of the day, it wouldn't be any better. No, because I'd just have woken up, and then, you know. Also, I don't really feel like doing this at 3 o'clock in the morning. No. It's not worth that much to no. me. I, I don't sleep much. So when you do, you make sure you get a... But I like it, you know. No. It rarely is good. Um, or at least good for long. But uh, I take what I can get. You know, in all honesty, like, okay, so more recently, I've been going to bed probably about 10 o'clock by about... Anywhere from 12 to 2, so an average about 1 o'clock in the morning, I wake up. And then from then till whenever I have to get up in the morning, I am in and out of sleep probably every 30, sec 30 seconds, every 30 minutes. Yeah, I've finally actually got a halfway decent sleep schedule. I'm probably in bed around 10, and then normally I wake up around 6. But yeah, that's 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 it's... still only well, that's, that's eight hours. But well, I think <laughs> I I think while, I screwed myself. Eight hours. All right, I, well, I don't know if I screwed myself over or if my body's just screwing me over. I really don't think I think I'm one of the, those people that doesn't really need eight hours of sleep. Like, I honestly sleep better. If I go to sleep at like eleven and have to wake up at like four, I don't know why, but it's because my body's like, oh, we got we got less time, we got to get all this sleep in, and then then it does it. Like what I was saying, like I go to bed at ten and I wake right. up at like one. I'm I'm like I sleep really good for that couple hours there, and then the rest of the night is spent tossing and turning. So my body's like, why are you still asleep? Get up, you lazy bum. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have anything don't to do at three o'clock in the morning. No, I don't know. If I guess have, do this podcast. I don't know if you have this kind of problem, but uh, do, do you ever have a problem where you like sometimes you go, even though like you wake up and you can't go back to sleep, once you actually get up, you just can't seem to wake up fully. I think I know what you're talking about, and I would say yes. Yeah, no, I'd say yes. I thought at first you were going to say, you know, we're like, you're tossing and turning all night long. But as soon as your alarm goes off, you're like, no, 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 sleep. Well, that's actually, you just that can't might, seem to get might, out of bed. That might be part of it, too. But but uh, one thing I actually figured out is basically just drink like 12 ounces of water as soon as you get up. And yeah, wake up. Water does just, help. Just because you, you, you get dehydrated. Water does light. help. You get dehydrated overnight, so yeah. drinking you know, like twelve ounces of water, you'll you'll wake up faster. 
or or get your energy they're probably, up they're probably they probably do need to start actually like i drink water before i go into work um but i probably need to actually like drink so the reason i drink water so when i wake up in the morning uh currently where we're living and where my job is located i have about a 30 minute drive so i wake up and get ready for work and then i make a cup of coffee and i take it to work and i drink it on the way to work well recently i will get to work and i'll go in and start the day and then i'll just start kind of like like i'll really start getting my eyes will get droopy and i'll just be like hey and I, i'm like why i just drank a full cup of coffee well one i don't think the caffeine does as much because i me and caffeine don't always get along um anyways but I drink water to to get the taste of the coffee out of my mouth because you know coffee, coffee breath is not good. If you like so, coffee, spit, it just yeah tastes bad. Yeah, it tastes horrible. Um, yeah. and it smells horrible. So I like to keep my mouth right. clean with some water. But I probably should start drinking water, like get a water bottle or whatever, and have that ready. I, I have water bottle by my bed, but I usually drink it before I go to bed. Or I should have another one so I can drink it when I wake up, and then maybe that will help me out a little bit more. David, we're dropping health science over here. Okay, you're you're dropping knowledge. I'm just soaking it up. <laughs> now, now, if I come back next week and I say it hasn't worked, then you're debunked. You're stupid. Uh, you're, you're, th- both th- brain cells are dead. Disclaimer, we are not licensed medical professionals. Take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. <laughs> What's the grain of salt going to do? Will it help it go down better? Well, actually, it is it is electrolyte, so technically it'll help you retain water. Okay. So take everything that we're saying, take the grain of salt, and you should be good to go. <laughs> I think it'll but be more than technically, grain of salt. But... Technically, what you're saying... Okay, well, if you if you want to add more than just a grain of salt, uh, grains of salt, if you will, uh, then you just said drink water when you wake up, and now you're saying add salt to it. So now you're just basically saying drink salt water. Well, you don't want to drink water that much salt. I mean, yeah, but you just said that. Now, technically, we are talking about a grain of salt, but it's still salt water. Well, technically. Every uh, all water you drink, unless you're drinking distilled water, which is not actually healthy for you. Uh, all water you drink has dissolved minerals in it, so technically everything you drink is, you know, somewhat salty. So drink salt water. Oh yeah, you heard it here but... first. David said, "Drink salt water when you go to the beach." Keep slurping it up. But the, the parts per million in the water you drink is nothing compared to the parts per million of salt in salt water. Yeah, but if you put a grain of salt in the water. You're not going to taste it. So it's salt it water. It will help you. But yes, technically. <laughs> so uh, put a grain of salt in the water and drink 12 ounces when you wake up. David, we have we have everything figured out. If y'all take anything away from this, just drink more water. <laughs> Too much of a good thing can be bad for you. 
Okay, if you're already drinking like six to four ounces of water a day. Drink more, right. drink more, drink more. I think I think sixty-four is actually what uh, what they say you're supposed to drink on a day. But you don't want to be drinking like, like your... You don't want to be drinking like, you know, two or three gallons of water a day. That that's gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm still alive. Is drinking water cannibalism? We are 70, 70 some percent water. <laughs> no, here, here, here's a kicker for you. So, don't okay. kick me. So, a non carbonated liquid is flat. Like, you know, if you leave a soda out and, and all the carbonation escapes, it's flat. So, a non carbonated liquid is flat. If the Earth is mostly covered with water, which is a non-carbonated liquid, does that make the Earth flat? David, you're an idiot. <laughs> but you're 100% right! <laughs> <laughs> I like the way your two brain cells think! Although I think the dumb one won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least, you know, since 70% of the Earth is water. It's, it's 70, right? I think 70% is water. Of the Earth is Something water. around there. So, so the Earth is at least 70% flat. Okay. So that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. There are some curves to it. It's a little curvy. <laughs> David, um, we've been rambling on for a while. I hope there is some entertainment in what we've been saying. Uh, but I feel like it's about time for us to go ahead and be done and stop. Uh, yeah, probably. This. Yeah. If nothing else, we were extremely structured for the first, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, and then we, and then it just devolved into this. And then, and yeah, well, you know, that's, that's, that's how the show goes. That's where our tagline is. Um, so this is where we ended up. But. You ended up talking about know. the flat earth. Now, I will say, I feel like we're getting better. We are getting better. We're, we're listing longer on the same topic. But it's inevitable that eventually we'll end up on the flat earth. So. Well, Explorers, that's about all the time we have for today. Actually, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below, or you can be up on the Instagram channel at YZ. Grin with that. Be sure to join us next week on the Trailcast.
Uh, so what I was going to say is uh, if we're 75% water or something and we're distilled, which means we're flowered, then none of us are curvy. We're all flat. Right. 